Can't Wait for Christmas is a proud member of the Christmas Podcast Network. Check out all the shows on the network at christmaspodcastnetwork.com. Hey, buddy, what you doing? Is it Christmas yet? No, sorry, not yet. I can't wait for Christmas. Yeah, I can't wait for Christmas either. In fact, let's celebrate now. <laughs> Welcome to the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. It's January 25th, 2023, and that means there's 11 whole months until Christmas. Today on the show, we will discuss when should the Christmas decorations actually come down. Also, I'll run down the top five post-Christmas deals I got this year. I'll give you a Christmas Now tip that will help you sleep a little merrier tonight. And finally, I'm going to enlist your help in naming this year's audience participation segment. Okay, let's start the show! Welcome back, you believers, to the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast, the podcast all about Christmas history, Christmas traditions, Christmas media, and everything else Christmas. I'm your host, comedian, and ghost of Christmas always, Tim Babb. Now, this is the first episode since last Christmas, so I thought I'd start things off with a Babb Christmas recap. So my Christmas was pretty great. We spent Christmas Eve watching Jim Carrey's Grinch and keeping an eye on Google's Santa Tracker. Then, after everyone was in bed, I did some last-minute rapping, and I put on The Long Kiss Goodnight, which turned out to be a mistake. Not because the movie was bad, I love that movie, but it turns out it was loud enough to wake up my youngest, who was already trying to stay awake to see Santa. Fortunately, we both got to sleep before St. Nick came down the chimney, and when we woke up, we had a happy morning opening gifts, my oldest acting as a kind of gift ambassador, making sure everybody had something to open at all times. Everybody seemed pretty happy with what was under the tree. Then we had our traditional Christmas breakfast of delicious cinnamon rolls. And then we headed over to our friend's house for a Christmas brunch. And I gotta say, horning in on their Christmas brunch has started to become a family tradition for us. And uh, it's pretty great for us, I gotta say. Uh, it's lots of delicious food. In fact, we spent so long over there eating and having fun that by the time we came home, we were too full to have the Christmas dinner that we had ordered from Boston Market. So we just watched Miracle on 34th Street and had snacks until it was time for bed. Postscript, the next day, we invited the family over who'd hosted us for Christmas brunch, and we were able to have our Christmas dinner, so we kind of just made Christmas longer. Which is really what this podcast is all about, right? Speaking of which, I know it's only been a month, but I think we need a little Christmas. Now. We need a it's tacky to brag about the gifts you got for Christmas, but this gift from my mom is too good not to share. See, my mom asked my sons what I'd want for Christmas, and my son said, He likes Marvel. And Christmas. And Superman. And Christmas. And sadly, if you add in Disneyland in there somewhere, that's pretty much my whole personality at this stage of life. So my mom went down to a fabric store, got some Christmas fabric, Superman fabric, and Avengers fabric, and sewed me up a lovely blanket and pillowcase. And let me tell you, this blanket is legit. It keeps you warm. Like, I actually wore it while I was writing this episode at 1 a.m. But the pillowcase gets a special mention because when I see it sitting on my bed at first glance, the Christmas pattern kind of looks like Christmas wrapping paper. So it looks like I have a big Christmas present waiting for you on the bed every night when I go to sleep now. 
So I say a Christmas pillowcase is a great way to keep some low-key Christmas in your life all year round. And if your mom isn't super duper awesome like mine and won't sew you a Christmas pillowcase, you could always just buy one online. In fact, there may still be time to get a deal on one now that Christmas is in our rearview mirror. Speaking of post-Christmas deals, that leads me to our countdown segment, Five Golden Things. Every year, I say I have enough Christmas stuff. I don't need any more. I actually had a box of stuff I didn't even use this year, so there's no need for me to buy more stuff. And then, boom, December 26th, everything Christmas goes on sale, and I lose my mind. But I did find some good deals on some stuff that you might want to look up for, should you be at a post-Christmas sale. Number five. Giant gift bag. I had actually wanted one of these before Christmas, but I never got around to buying any. Which is a shame, because my mom got my wife a really cool present that was too big to wrap or fit in a traditional gift bag. So we had to just hide it in the garage. Fortunately, my wife didn't see her present before Christmas, so in that sense it worked out. But now that I've got these huge gift bags on sale, I'll be ready for the next giant-sized present that needs wrapping. Number four. Christmas tree storage bag. We've had our rotating tree for eight years and seven Christmases, and while the tree is holding up okay, the box it came in has seen better days. So I finally decided to get a storage bag for it, and the good thing is, I took so long to take down my tree, we'll talk about that later, by the time I wanted to get the storage bag, it was already on discount. Number three. Skittles candy cane. I don't know why I like eating Skittles out of an oversized plastic candy cane, but I surely do. The flavor isn't any different, but it's still somehow better. Well, I was grocery shopping, and I was wandering down the aisle with the Valentine's and Easter candy already, and I saw some Christmas candy shunted off into the corner, and I was like, yoink! Fun fact, after you eat all the Skittles from the candy cane-shaped holder, you can fill it up with more Skittles and do it all over again. They can't stop you! (laughs) Number two. Solar Christmas Lights. So every year, I say I'm going to get a string of solar Christmas lights so I can have some Christmas joy outside all year and not feel guilty about running up the electric bill. This year, I was doing some shopping at a hardware store a little after Christmas, and they had a whole Christmas aisle that was all marked down, and I found two strands of solar lights that were marked down, one for each tree in my front yard. So, as the rest of the Christmas decorations came down this year, my new solar lights went up. And let me tell you, it's everything I dreamed of it would be, except it was 50% off. So, even better. Honorable mentions! Paper plates! I've talked about this on the show before, about how Christmas paper plates are great to break out throughout the year. But since I bought more of them on sale this year, I thought I'd mention it again. Honorable mention it, you might say. You might say that, but why? Hey, imaginary listener, sounds kind of like Kermit the Frog. How was your Christmas? It was great. I spent it with people who call me Carl. Why do they call you Carl? Because that's my name. Wait, your name is Carl? Did you actually think my name was imaginary listener that sounds kind of like Kermit the Frog? Like you thought that's what my parents wrote on the birth certificate? Okay, okay, you say it like that, it sounds ridiculous. Why don't you get to your number one? You're keeping the listener waiting. Sure thing, Carl, the imaginary listener who sounds like Kermit the Frog. No, it's just... Number one! Inflatable. So I love me a good inflatable. I know, that may be a hot take, as the kids say, but uh, that's just how it is. Not sure how it started, but that's just how Tim is wired now. But I've been looking to replace one of our inflatables that broke down a while back, but I was hoping to find a deal. Fortunately, the social media companies that have been mining my data all these years have somehow figured out that an inflatable was what I was looking for, so even after Christmas, they kept showing me ads for inflatables that were now significantly marked down. 
So I saw quite a few that I liked that were on sale, so I put it to the family for a vote. They chose a giant inflatable cup of hot cocoa that two gingerbread are using as a hot tub. Hilarious and adorable, and also frugal. But the story doesn't end there. When it arrived, one of the necks of the gingerbread man had a rip in it. I was super bummed, because other than that, it looked really cool. But let me tell you what, they replaced it right away, which was awfully nice of them to hustle so hard for something that I technically won't need for several months. And the company I bought it from? Wayfair. And you know who their spokesman is? Kelly Clarkson. So she makes sure you get your stuff underneath the tree. Am I right? Am I right? I'll stop. And that's my list. Hope I gave you some good ideas for the next post-Christmas scramble. If you found some great post-Christmas deals you'd like to share with the class, I'd love to hear about them. Write into us at christmas at tancast.com. And now a word from one of the other podcasts in the Christmas Podcast Network. Hello, this is Todd Killiam from the Christmas Clatter Podcast. What makes Christmas special to you? Is it the movies or the music, the food or family, the gifts or decorations? Maybe those quiet moments of reflection. Whatever it is, join me for Christmas Clatter, a monthly podcast dedicated to everything that makes Christmas special. Visit christmasclatter.com for all social media links and find Christmas Clatter Podcast on all podcast apps. Thank you, and remember, keep Christmas hope alive every day. Welcome back. Not long ago, we officially took the decorations down at the Bab House. Oddly enough, we weren't the last on the block. As I record this, I can see my neighbor's lights still lit up. Somehow, the guy with the year-round Christmas podcast is not the one who keeps his Christmas decorations up the longest. And that got me to thinking, we've never really had an in-depth talk about when to take down your Christmas stuff. So that's what we're going to do today. I cry the day that I take. Let's start with the biggest factor. If you have a real tree, you have a specific timetable for when that bad boy's got to come down. And that's not a matter of any specific date in relation to Christmas. It only matters when that tree was cut and brought into your house. The experts say you have four to five weeks with your real tree, and that's assuming you're doing a good job of watering it, keeping it at the proper temperature, and all that good stuff. After that, it starts to get dangerously dry. Some telltale signs it's time to take the tree down is when it stops taking in water, it starts to smell musty, or if it starts dropping needles like James Gunn. Who? James Gunn. He directed the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. They're known for having a lot of needle drops. Needle drops? Is that a Marvel thing? No, in a movie, when you play a song, it's called a needle drop. And the Guardians movies famously have a lot of me- Forget it. It's not funny if I have to explain it. Exactly. Anyway, if the tree isn't a factor, there are a few dates that people seem to gravitate towards for de-Christmasifying their homes. I thought we'd look at the pros and cons of each, and I'm going to start with a crazy one. December 25th. Yes, believe it or not, some people think Christmas should be packed up on the very day we celebrate it. Like this clip of comedian Sarah Pascoe from the show Would I Lie to You. As a child, my Christmas was once cut short when my mum took the decorations down halfway through Christmas Day. Was it a great dramatic gesture, or was it sort of? It was quite dramatic because we. I mean, were the I mean, the things were on the ceiling. And so taking the tree down and putting a plastic tree back into a box. The stuff on the ceiling. Did she have to get? We didn't have stuff on the ceiling. Well, you had no no tinsel light round the room. No. Oh, this was hardly a Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) You don't you don't watch the Queen's speech. I expect you were having a pizza. 
you were having a pizza and they, she put the fake tree away like an umbrella. <laughs> Fine, pop that away. This is, this is barely worth hearing about. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert. She was telling the truth in that episode. So the cons of this is that you now have to cut into your celebration time with cleanup time. The pros of this. Actually, I can't think of any pros to this. But to be honest, if you're putting away your Christmas decor on Christmas Day, you're probably not listening to this podcast. Next up, New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. I'm lumping these two together because it's the same basic idea. It's a new year. It's time to start fresh. And that can mean putting away everything from last year's holiday. The pro of this is that New Year's Day is often a day off for people, and it's not one that's usually tied to a lot of specific traditions or obligations. So it's a good time to just be at home and clean things up. And it kind of makes poetic sense if you do it like this, because I'm sure your Christmas will start on Thanksgiving and then end on New Year's. Sort of a holiday sandwich, if you will. Of course, the cons are that you'll be starting New Year with a boring-looking house. Nothing is as underwhelming as looking at your house the day after you took down your Christmas decorations. Like... Ugh, is this how I was living before December? How boring. Then there's January 5th or 6th. Again, I'm lumping these two together. This is probably the most popular answer, especially for religious folks. January 5th is known as Twelfth Night, and January 6th is the Epiphany, when we celebrate the three wise men arriving with gifts for the baby Jesus. The pros for this, it's definitely the safe answer and an easy one to defend. Like, why are your Christmas lights still up? Oh, we leave them up till Epiphany. People usually respect that. The cons are that not everyone you talk to will know what the Epiphany is, so you might have to take some extra time explaining it to them. Then there's Martin Luther King Jr. Day, which has the pro of, again, being a day off of work that doesn't usually come with specific social obligations. But on the con side, is that really how you want to spend your three-day weekend? Taking down Christmas decorations? I mean, if I'm not mistaken, I don't believe Dr. King wanted the world to be less colorful. Might as well leave those up a few more days. You know what I'm saying? Then there's February 2nd, a.k.a. Candlemas. We talked about this a few years ago. It's the celebration of when Mary and Joseph brought Jesus to the temple to be blessed, and a lot of people see that as the official end of the Christmas season. The pros of leaving your decorations up that long is your entire January is filled with Christmas cheer. The cons are, if you thought you had to explain the epiphany to a lot of people, I'd say way fewer people know about Candlemas. At least you can go back to episode 77 and brush up on your Candlemas facts before you do it this way. Finally, there's February 14th, Valentine's Day. If all of January wasn't enough for you, you can always take half of February too. The pro here is if you wait till the evening of February 14th to take down your Christmas decorations, you can use that as an excuse not to go out to eat with your significant other on one of the most crowded and expensive nights of the year. The con is any savings you might have made by not going out to dinner will likely be swallowed up by your huge electricity bill for having those Christmas lights on for the last three months. So basically, like a lot of Christmas things, there's no one right or wrong answer for everyone. It's your Christmas. You do what feels right to you. You can pick one of these days or another random day. Dolly Parton leaves her lights up until the day after her birthday on January 19th. My neighbors put their Christmas lights up in 2021, and they haven't come down since. I personally picked a very special day to pull down our decorations this year. The first weekend where it wasn't dumping down rain. It's a little-known Christmas tradition I call, I don't want to get wet. And it works quite well for me. I hope whenever you took down or are going to take down your Christmas decor works or worked for you. Oh, that was smooth. Yeah, I could have used a little help with that last part. Speaking of which, before we go today, I'm going to need your help. You see, I've got a fun idea for us to do this year. I'm just not sure what to call it. It was all inspired by an email I got from Michael. Not my son, a listener Michael. In fact, let me read it for you. Michael says, just wanted to throw out a show idea. I don't think it's one you've done before, but my wife and I were talking about it. and I was curious what you and others' opinions were on the matter. 
So the question is, what is the royal court of Christmas singers? We guessed Bing Crosby would be the king and possibly Mariah Carey, the queen, although debatable. But who would be the prince and princess? Andy Williams? Nat King Cole? Burl Ives? Karen Carpenter? Kelly Clarkson? Brenda Lee? See, it's a tough one. Again, this was just a fun, like, hour discussion we had while driving, listening to the Christmas Channel on Sirius XM, and I thought it might be a fun episode. Well, Michael, it'll be more than a fun episode. It's going to be a fun year of episodes, though I'm going to do it a little bit different. We're going to compile a list of the top 64 Christmas artists, and we're going to put them in a bracket and have you vote until we pick the king or queen of Christmas singers. But I just don't know what to call it. Since the voting is currently scheduled to kick off in March, I thought some play on March Madness might be a good way to name it, but I can't come up with one that I like. Like, I tried Merry Madness, but that doesn't have the right ring to it, I don't think, and it doesn't really encapsulate that it's about singing. So this is where I need you. What are your ideas of what we should call this? Let us know by tweeting us. At Christmas Pod or on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok, we are Can't Wait for Christmas Pod. Or you can leave a comment on the website, Can't Wait for Christmas Pod.com. And lastly, you can always email us directly at Christmas at Tancast.com. Thank you in advance for being Santa's little helper and giving us a cool name for this new segment. And that's our show. Thank you again for joining us today. If you want a little more, Tim, I was one of the many Christmas podcasters who was lucky enough to receive a call from Todd during the latest episode of Christmas Clatter. He did a post-Christmas check-in with some of your favorite Christmas podcasters, and also me. And it was a lot of fun. I actually got to watch most of it live on the Christmas Clatter YouTube page, but I'll put a link to the episode in the show notes at can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. Also, don't forget to send me your name ideas for our new Christmas Musician Showdown segment. And until next time, Yule Believers, keep laughing all the way. And that was Christmas 1983. Actually, Dad, it's 2023. Oh. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, a.k.a. iTunes, and email us about it at christmas at tancast.com, we'll send you a free Can't Wait for Christmas sticker. If you'd like to see the show notes or leave a comment on this or any other episodes, you can go to our official website, Can't Wait for Christmas pod.com. While you're there, you'll find a link to our official Zazzle store where you can grab customizable t-shirts, ornaments, stickers, and all sorts of other Christmas-themed items all year long. We'd love to connect with you on social media. On Facebook and Instagram, we are Can't Wait for Christmas Pod. And on Twitter, we are at Christmas Pod. We Wish You a Merry Christmas was performed by the United States Marine Corps Band, and this amazing version of Jingle Bells on the accordion was performed by the wonderful and talented Christian Nowicki. All other music and sounds used in this episode are the properties of their individual copyright holders, and they are used for purposes of commentary and review. No infringement is intended. Okay, boys, did I forget anything? God bless us, everyone. Merry Christmas! So Michael's going to say, wait, he likes Marvel? He likes Marvel. And Christmas. And Superman. And Christmas and candy and no, candy. No, 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 That was good, but you but you can't blur the two things together because then I can't cut it out right. So give me one more and Christmas. Oh, actually, give me a, a little more upbeat and Superman. And Superman.
I didn't mean like you're advertising for it. Just like you're like and Superman, just a little more energy. And Superman. And Christmas. Don't make a meal out of it. Just say and Christmas. And Christmas. I guess that will do. (laughs) It's January 25th, 2023, and that means there's 11 whole months until Christmas. Today on the show, we'll discuss when the Christmas decorations should finally come down. I'll also run down the top five coast. I haven't even gotten to the show yet. I can't mess up now. No. It's January 25th, 2023, and that means there's 11 whole months until Christmas. Today on the show, we'll discuss when the Christmas decorations should come down. Also, I'll run down the top five post-Christmas deals I got this year. Give you a Christmas tip that will help you sleep a little better. No, 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 no! I'm going to get my glasses. Oh, they're right here. They're right here. Sorry, I couldn't read. And then I was so happy to see that, hey, there are words that are easier than I have to squint at. All right. Here comes the magic. Welcome back, you believers. Okay, why am I talking like movie phone guy? Welcome back, you believers. If you know the name of the podcast and you're sick of hearing talk like this, press stop. Welcome back. Not long before recording this, we officially took the... Not long before recording this, my lips decided, nah, no thanks. You're on your own, chuckles. Welcome back. Not long ago, we officially took down the decorations... I'm adding the word down before decorations, but I wrote the word down after decorations, so I keep almost saying we took down the decorations down at the Bab House, which wouldn't make sense. So I gotta stop adding extra downs and keep just the one down in there. I'm sure there's a football joke about adding extra downs, but I don't have it because I don't know anything about football. But as of the taping of this, uh, go Niners, I guess. Sure. Why not? I was one of the many Christmas podcasters who was lucky enough to receive a call from Todd during the latest episode of Christmas. Oh, I was the last two words of the sentence. All I had to say was Christmas clatter, and I would have been like, yay, sentence done. But then my mouth was like, nope, trip. I looked over and I saw that all the recording lines were blank and I thought I was not recording this entire time. I've been recording for like a half hour. And I'm like, oh, did I not record all of that? Have I just been talking into the the, the void? But then I scrolled down and the recording line was at the very bottom. Whew. Whew. Okay, well, I'm going to go change my pants and then I'll start editing. See ya!